leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Real Talk Wrestling. I am your host, Josh Kimmel, and with me is Christopher Koffler, the ultimate heel, the man with the plan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ultimate heel. Come on now. Lately, we, all know, we all know who the real heel is. Lately, you've been attacking me. Well, it's not lately. You've always been attacking <laughs> me. You've been attacking me since, like, third grade. Since third grade. I don't know why. I don't know why I stick around. I don't know either. All I do is try to be a nice guy. Your friend and I literally get attacked. It went from verbal verbal attacks, never physical, but now since social media, it's always if you see something, yep, you just can't, post. Something. I can't not say you tag me. It's like I, oh, I can't keep quiet. And I don't appreciate it, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here tonight. It is March twenty fifth, Thursday night, and we're gonna bring you the top five matches to show a new wrestling fan. Yep, from our. Era, though. From our era. From our era. That was my one stipulation. It can't be something from way, way, way back in the day. Something that we grew up watching. Whatever. We'll see if I follow the rules. I mean, who knows? I I don't expect you to. I could do whatever I want. I know. That's very healing. I got a hot mic. (laughs) (laughs) You can't trust me. Before we get into that, though, we have a This Week in Wrestling. It's a lot of WWE news, actually. AEW, not much happened. On the Dynamite show, not much happened. Really, any like any wrestling show, yeah. there's some news. There was a little pay per view, a useless pay per view, Fastlane, worst one on the card. Typically, remember when? Remember when they had WrestleMania to build like two months worth? Mm-hmm. Now they have two weeks to build WrestleMania for two nights. Yeah, how are they going to do this? The Sasha Banks. Story has gotten ridiculous. I don't even want to watch the match anymore. They went from she's so humble, she can't believe she won the Rumble, to we're tag team partners, to now we're fighting over Reginald, to now she's just a rookie. The storyline changed three times. How, how many of these matches between now and WrestleMania do you think it changed? What do you mean? Like, whether it's scrapped, whether it's someone added to the match. How many matches do you think are going to be different as they are presented today between now and WrestleMania? One. Which one? The main event. Yeah. It's, they're going to add Daniel Bryan. That's, yeah, I saw that was the speculation there. Yeah, it's 100%. What, what else do they do with Daniel Bryan at this point? Yeah. You know, they have to add There's him, especially else. the way Fastlane ended. Yep. Which that was a phenomenal match. That was probably one of the best matches of the year in my eyes. So I hear. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I did not you, watch it. No. You should go back and watch that match. I mean, that was a really good. Daniel Bryan was perfect in that match. He played the babyface like pesky babyface, perfect. He made Roman tap out. I mean that that was. I wish I would have said it here. Maybe I did. I knew Daniel was going to make him tap out, and I knew Edge was going to interfere, 
and I knew Roman was going to win because that was just so obvious to me. I don't know why people are shocked. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Let's get right to the top of fast lane. We had, yeah, we had Riddle and Ali. Don't care. Do you, yeah. Yeah, don't care. I mean, I think they're both decent mid-card guys. I mean, I just, I, I don't care about this match. Uh, Riddle wins. Looks like they broke up. Reckoning left. They all left. They all left Ali. So here's what I care about. Did you see the botch between Apollo Crews and Big E? The roll-up botch? No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was a shit show. They had this huge thing where Apollo tried to pin Big E. Big E was pinned, but they counted one, two, three to Apollo, and Big E won. Really? Like it was. They did it backwards? Or? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, fuck it. Fuck this show. The only thing that matters <laughs> is Fat Man with a Mask came back. Your guy. No, not my guy. Your favorite. You. I know you didn't watch the match, Chris. But no, but I did. Actually, to. no, no, no. Actually, as the one thing I did watch after seeing that, because that was all over my Facebook. So I actually did go back and watch that the next day. So it's the only thing that I watched. The fireball. He blocked the fireball. Yep. <laughs> they said. The fireball. They literally said. He dodged the fireball. He blocked the fireball. How do you block a fireball? I don't know. She, she, she Lear- he learned it from like Street Fighter or something. Light fixtures coming know. down. I saw that. Yep. Um, it was super obvious the fiend was coming back. Oh, what yeah, did I you think, think we called it beforehand. We, we knew. What, what did you think? I mean, it was all right. It was something different. I'll give him that. So, I mean, but we knew, we all knew what the outcome of this was. We even called it on last week's show. This match was set up just to somehow bring the fiend back. And I like that they actually had some consistency in the fact that he was burned previously and he came back looking burnt because normally, I mean, WWE has been known for someone being in an exploding car and then two weeks later they're in a match just fine, not even a single scrape. So they had some, you got, it's progress. They did something right. How long is he burned for? The burns will go away in two weeks. Like you said, in two weeks. <laughs> what happened to Randy Orton? He had a mask on mm-hmm. for two, three weeks. Mask on. He's, he's perfectly healed. fine. <laughs> so the, it. it's uh, it's like I don't know if you ever watch uh, Seinfeld or not, but it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer gets burned by the coffee, I think, and then the guy gives him the magic balm to rub on himself, and then he can't win the lawsuit because all the burns are gone. Maybe that's what they have here. They got the magic balm. Yeah, it's perfect. That's a perfect thing. Are you excited for the Fiend to fight Randy Orton again at WrestleMania? We saw this already. Yeah, we've seen this many, many, many times. And, it doesn't change. It's not good. It's not fun. No. The story sucks. I think the last time was, what, a couple of years ago, and then they had the match with all the, the lights and everything and the images on the screen, and it was, man, it was bad. It's just The Fiend, to me, is dead, buried, loser. He's a loser. <laughs> Seriously, he lost to Goldberg in 30 seconds. He's a loser. Why do you fans want him back so bad? What he was something different? He was he's something not different. He he's different. not different. He was something different. He's not. It was, those promos that he was doing every week were good. But you're right. He did get buried by Goldberg. That really killed him. The fiend is buried. Bray Wyatt Rogers is not buried. He was good. Did you just say Bray Wyatt is good? That was a good character. It was entertaining. Whoa. It was funny. It was. I've never heard you say that it before. Was, but hold on. That's never what you've texted me before. But The Fiend is just bad. It's just Kane mixed with the boogeyman, and it's a failure, and they have to get rid of it. You know why it failed so fast? Because they gave him the title. The Fiend shouldn't care about a fucking title. Yeah, he didn't really need you one. Know, you know who should care about the title? Bray Wyatt. But The Fiend should not. 
So give the title to, if they wanted to go that way, give it to Bray Wyatt, Mister Rogers. The Fiend should never hold a title. Yeah, he doesn't. He monsters don't care about titles. Yeah, they just want to destroy people. Yes, and so he cares about a piece of gold belt that makes zero sense. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it should have been in Bray and his long pursuit of trying to finally get the gold. And but yeah, the the Fiend side of him should have not really cared about the belt. But still, I think it's just it was an interesting character. It was an interesting build with the whole playhouse promos that they were doing. I, it was something different. I enjoyed it whenever I was watching. <laughs> Did you enjoy this Alexa, Alexa Bliss match? Do you think she should have pinned Randy Orton? Um, I mean, they were going to win that match. I mean, we knew that was going to happen, though. She was going because, I mean, the Fiend couldn't. He wasn't part of the match, so he couldn't do the pinning. There's no way Orton was going to pick up the win because that would have rendered the entire comeback completely pointless. WWE is known for doing stupid finishes. They could have Sister Abigail him, Mandible clawed him, whatever you want to do, walk away. You know what I mean? Like, WWE is known for doing stupid shit. Yeah. So do some more stupid shit. I don't want to see Alexa Bliss (laughs) pinning this guy. It's just embarrassing. I don't know. Uh, In more news, Andrade has been released from the WWE. Yes. We were back and forth on this because I remember I texted you he was released. And then I said, no, wait, here's news that he's not released. And then a few days later, yes, he is released. It was very back and forth. He wanted to be released. They refused to release him. He finally got his release. Yep. Now he's got 90 days to sit at home until AW calls him. I saw, and I didn't read too much into this, that he may not have had a 90-day no-compete clause. He may have had it in his, that he doesn't have to wait. Because well, there was somebody else that was like that that I think did go to AEW and they were comparing it and saying because people were thinking he might show up on AEW this past week because that was the rumors he doesn't have that in his contract somehow which I don't know how if that's the case then he should have been on AEW last night but then you'd be saying it's too predictable that he shows up for a show no I wouldn't I'd be like oh shit it's on like literally it's on I'd be super stoked I hey guys people I didn't watch AEW this week. I had no time, but if I'd known AEW, he debuted, I would have made time to watch that because that's big news. Yeah, I don't, you know, that's bigger than Christian Cage signing to me. Yeah, at this point in their career, I would say absolutely. Are we waiting for Zelina Vega and Andrade to come to AEW together? That would be pretty badass if that happened. I would like to see that. Would, is that where you want to see him end up? Do you yeah, want to see him yeah, in AEW? I want to be AEW. Why not? Like, okay. They have room. I, I think of this as, um, I hate to bring it to this way, but fantasy football, right? I own dynasty teams where my teams are there forever. Like, I own these guys forever. And I have scrubs on my team. Like, I just got scrubs. But I have rookies coming in every year. I, I, you can make room for Andrade. Cut Marco Stunt. Cut, you know, Joey Janela. Get rid of these guys and bring legitimate talent to your company. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see him there. I'm, I'm sick of people saying, like, well, they can't sign everybody. This isn't all, you know, everyone can't come there. Well, you have plenty of room. Yeah, you got some room. You have pl- Nakazawa. Get rid of him. Yeah, he's not on the show that much, But though. you know what I mean, That's though? That's just roster spots that you can just get I, rid of. I would like to see them kind of get away. Go back to what they were known for doing in the beginning and I remember you texting me about this whenever you first started watching, like, oh, there's two legitimate people in the ring right now, and there was somebody won clean. Now it's it seems like there's been a lot of 
a legitimate superstar versus a mid or lower card person that you know is going to lose the match. Oh, We've been seeing that too much lately. It's a lot of squash matches lately. Yes. But the squash matches are lasting too long. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of Cody versus nobody. And that, well, Cody just beat the hell out of somebody in 30 seconds, I think two weeks ago. Yeah. But it's a lot of that where, why are we watching the John Moxley versus that Harry Caveman guy? Remember that? Yes. That was like a 10, 15 minute match for no yes. reason. Which I would like to see them go back to putting all of their stars. And you know what? A star's got to take a loss every once in a while. But if you do it right, it doesn't hurt them. So that's what I would like to see. And getting back to that, I would definitely like to see him. Speaking of that, speaking of scrub squash matches, I heard Kenny Omega fought some Seidel guy. How'd that go? How'd that go? Um, How many many botches? (laughs) No top rope botches this time. Thank goodness. They kept him off the top rope. That one slippery corner. Um, actually the match was pretty good. I mean, it was, it was pretty good. How long I mean, I did it last? Um, I don't remember the match time, probably longer. It wasn't a squash match, but it was pretty good. I mean, I thought Matt Seidel or whichever Seidel, I think it was Matt Seidel. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the difference between the two. I got to admit. It just doesn't make sense. Can you make us a champion? This guy's a scrub. Yeah. I got torn apart on Twitter because I saw the match. I commented below on AEW's Twitter. I'm like, why are we wasting our time with a champion, legit champion, yes. against some guy who can't even jump off a top rope? And people, <laughs> because he's a he's a he's an athlete, he's a high class athlete. I don't give a fuck. He's a nobody. Yeah, he's, Kenny Omega squash him in thirty seconds. Yeah, or I would just rather see Omega going up against something, someone more relevant. Somebody like give me upper mid carders against but, the top of the court. But who are you going to put him? Miro can't take a loss. Uh, you know, maybe put him up against a, but it has to make sense to the story. Yeah. Seidel was just the guy you threw in there, but why not put him against, so he's fighting, he's feuding with Christian Cage right now, maybe put him against one of Christian's old boys from TNA. Cause I, I saw that Christian's fighting Kazarian next week. Yes. Seen it. Done. Seen it 15 years ago, right? <laughs> Seen it. Like, I don't care. Like, why are people freaking out? Seen it. Cause good. It's, it's a rematch from a long time Whatever. ago, I guess in the TNA days seen it anyway back to Andrade he's going to AEW don't worry guys but his girlfriend wife fiance I don't know what she is Charlotte automatically crazily has COVID she's out as soon as he gets released she's off the the main event of Wrestlemania yeah kind of weird I I'm not a saying a speculation I'm not saying it's due to Andrade but it's kind of weird how she was on Raw two weeks ago saying she's challenging Asuka that's the last time we saw her I, then we saw the Twitter updates saying that she's out recovering with COVID. Weird timing. I mean, but I mean, anything, who knows in this day and age, but still it was very weird. Timing. This isn't the first time WWE's done this where they fire a spouse and then that person that's still there is getting punished. Yeah. We saw it with Lana. Yep. <laughs> that's we the one I was about to bring up. That's the most recent case. And we, well, maybe she's the one pissed because Andrade wanted to work out there. They never gave him a spot, so she's probably pissed about it. Maybe it's her fault. Maybe she's going to management and saying, "Take me off the fucking card." Yeah, you know. But either way, they've n- hell. We CM Punk and AJ Lee got married. Did you know this? That Vince fired CM Punk or AJ Lee or forgot which one on their wedding day. Yep, I remember hearing about that. Yes, they're fucking petty. They are. Vince That's- is very petty. Vince is the king of pettiness. <laughs> so. You would just think that someone like Charlotte would be almost exempt from that because of who her dad is. No. But, but maybe, like you said, maybe she was the one that said, you know what? I don't want to be here then. Probably. How and are you going to leave him out? How are you not going to give him a match? I mean, you think about this. If you, if you look at their Instagram, they're, they're basically having sex on Instagram. 
all day. So they're <laughs> pictures are just half naked pictures on the beach. Yeah. And they're all hugged up. Okay. It's pretty no, I haven't seen that. It's pretty intense. They're pretty, they're madly in love. Okay. So you look at Charlotte, she's passionate. She's like, fuck this. Like, fuck you, Vince. Like, you, she thinks she's a draw. She's like, I'm taking my name off the card. I don't need to be here. Yeah, I'm a flair. I don't need to be here. Just have fun with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. So that's the kind of person she is, too. She doesn't like to put over talent. She's probably thinking, I'm bigger than the show. So she probably took her ball and went home. Okay. I can see I that. don't think she's going to quit or get released or anything, but she's probably throwing a hissy fit like Sasha Banks did. Yeah. People throw that. fits all the time. I could definitely see that. Yeah. All right. Last news. Big news. Hall of Fame has been announced. Well, some of them have been announced. Yeah. It's been a rotating list this year. It's so dumb. They used to be on Raw. They would announce it once a week, and they would have some spotlight of that person, a little video package of that person. Now it's like Sports Illustrated reports. Or this person reports. What? You got to be on Instagram to find this shit out? Yep. So Molly Holly, RBD, Great Collie, and Kane. I see one Hall of Famer. Legitimate. I see one Hall of Famer on that list. I don't see four. Which one? Which one do you see? Obviously, Kane. Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure. I don't know because sometimes we look. This is the Hall of Fame. We have a little different look, list, but this, yeah, that's the one I was thinking. This is the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Okay. Yes. Like RVD's okay. Molly Holly's okay. I, I think RVD is more for his work in the other promotion. So, but then again, he's just okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he was a huge fan favorite. Molly Holly. I don't know if hers is because of her. Her work in the women's division back then, but again, she wasn't ever really the biggest. I don't that I remember at any given time. The problem with the Hall of Fame, wrestlers don't care. I don't think if wrestlers cared, Chris Jericho would have never went to AEW. Christian would have never went to AEW. Big Show would have never went to AEW. Vince isn't putting those guys in. He's not. He just you won't think do he'll it. He'll never do it. He doesn't. He never well, put fucking Randy Savage in. What do you think whenever Triple H takes the reins? you think he'll go back and put those people in? I mean, if probably. Because you know that's eventually going to happen. I mean, we can't be too far out from that where uh, Triple it, H takes the reins. In the Hall of Fame's a joke, man. For this topic, for our top five list, I went back and watched a lot of matches. I don't know what you did. Because you, you picked a, a stupid topic where you already knew your top five last week. I had to go back and watch matches, do my research. I saw a lot of Hall of Fame ceremonies on WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. The Fridge, William Perry, you know, Mike Mm -hmm. Tyson, uh, Pete Rose. Like, the Hall of Fame's a fucking joke. Yeah. (laughs) They're putting in DX, NWO. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't just put in groups. Hall of Fames don't work that way. You don't go. That's how there's stuff. You don't go, hey, 2002 Bucks defense, Hall of Fame. (laughs) He's still, 2006, Warren sat by himself. Yeah, yeah gra- Grave Diggers, Buccaneers 2021, Hall of Fame. You don't do that. <laughs> you just put in the person. Yeah. I don't know. And then you're inducting like seven people a year. You're going to run out of fucking people. You're going to run out of people. They need a limit to, to like two. Maybe that's why there's people like the great Kali getting in this year. That one was, I was very surprised. They need a limit to like two people per year, maybe three. For three. real. Yeah. You can't put everyone in. No, because it's just becoming the wrestling That's why people don't history do museum. Like, oh, Ric Flair's a three-time Hall of Famer. Like, what? How can you be a three-time Hall of Famer? How is anyone a multi-time <laughs> Hall of Famer? It doesn't Wait make... a second. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't care. And then they're doing the Hall of Fame from last year, too. So it's going to be the, like, the longest Hall of Fame speeches of all time. Yeah, because they, 
well, with all the COVID stuff and they didn't get to have last year. And I think that's why I heard this year why there was a bit of a rotating list because I heard Batista was supposed to be in this year, but then they well, pulled him because they don't want to have him. He was in last year. Okay. And then the COVID thing happened, so they didn't do it. And then he said he can't do it. I just assumed this year he, they were kind of waiting for it to be a full capacity crowd for somebody like him. They wanted to make it a really big name or a really big crowd Kane, for him because he is a big name. I would think Kane's bigger than Batista. I, I I mean, I like Kane more than I like, but then again, I watch more whenever Kane was in there. But I mean, Kane's a huge. Dude, Kane's a fucking mayor. He is a mayor, but Batista's like a movie star, and I feel like more people probably Kane is know the Undertaker's is. brother. Yeah, but to fans like on our level, yes, I get it. But to the casual fan, more people are probably going to know Batista. No, I think they know Kane, man. Yeah? Yeah. You know what I know about? I would hope so, but I mean, I don't know. I know about Manscaped. You know about Manscaped? I've heard about it. Support for Real Talk Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And women. Don't forget that. We have an exclusive offer offer for our listeners only. 20% off free shipping with our code SAYITAGAIN at manscaped.com. Chris, you think uh, Kane uses Manscaped? I don't want to think about that. He doesn't have to. He was burnt as a child. He's hairless. I, I guess. It's not something I think about when I watch Kane uh, wrestle. Is Did he use Manscaped? I think he did. You know, all these guys have shaved chest. I was watching Tough Enough one time, for real. And Big Show was on Tough Enough, and he s- grabbed a guy's shirt and ripped it open. You know, he does a slap. Yes. He goes, yo, you, like he was giving real tips. This is Tough Enough. It's a reality show. You need to shave your chest, dude. Like, you're going to get a lot of ingrown hairs because of your resting on the mat, getting all this shit. That's why they shave their bodies down, not only to look good, but it's kind of like health. Health reason. Yeah. Did not know that. That's a fun fact there. Yeah. Learned it from the big show. Or Paul, I don't know who the big show is. Paul White. Yeah. No more BS. No more BS. Did you hear <laughs> Paul White on the Chris Jericho podcast? I told you to listen to it. He did tell me, and I haven't got a chance. I was too busy listening to another podcast. <sighs> you don't listen to me, man. Actually, I, that's what I was. Is I was listening to your other podcast. Hey, I, I, I need to listen to that one, though. You so. should, because it's actually a really good podcast, mm-hmm. a really good insight of why Paul White left the WWE. Yeah, if I can ever get a moment of silence at work to uh, where my phone isn't blowing up, I definitely will take the time to listen to it. I mean, that wraps up all the news. We're going to take a quick break, and before or after we come back, top five wrestling matches to show your friend or your new lover after this. <laughs> Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. When we're back to count down the top five wrestling matches to show a new wrestling fan. Now... I don't know how you took this list. I know how you did, because you said you showed your girlfriend all these matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you should already have a good idea of what's on there. Yeah, I mean, we all there, do, because you're really a basic-ass bitch heel motherfucker. Ooh, um, ooh, you like that? That just earned the explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the heel part, but the rest, yes, when it comes to my list right now, absolutely. It's pretty I can't basic. deny it. I can't like, deny it. it I'm, I'm going to go ahead and predict it. We're going to get some Stone Cold. We're going to get some Rock. We're going to get some Kurt Angle. We're going to get some Hardy Boys. We're going to get some Edge and Christian. We're going to get... I'm sorry. If I'm stepping all over your list, I'm sorry. We'll see. I always ask, do we have any crossover at all? Um, I'm going to go no more than one match. Okay. Max. I know that for a fact. Max. Do you have any AEW matches? Maybe. There could be. Do you? Maybe. There could be. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off this week? Number five for me. I was watching NXT... A matter of fact, I think uh, Thursday night with not this Thursday, but last week at the uh, no Friday night because that's when I have my daughter Violet. Friday night I was watching NXT because um, I have to catch up on that show, and my daughter's watching. She's like, "Hey, Josh, I think this is." She calls me Josh, stepdad. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of fake. She's eleven. I'm like, "What do you mean? You think it's fake? What? Like, we're going somewhere. Don't worry, the story's going somewhere. Okay, like, like it's not fake. What are you talking about?" So she's not really into wrestling, but she'll watch it if it's on. My nine-year-old daughter is super into it. She watches it all the time with me. But the 11-year-old, she's kind of cool. She likes TikTok. She likes that kind of shit. So she's like, I just don't get it, man. It's fake. I'm like, all right, you want to see fake? Let's, let's go fake. So number five on my list happened literally last week. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, AEW, Dynamite, Lights Out Show. I showed her that entire match. We watched it twice. Yeah, she loved it. She's like, at the very end of it, she's like, "Yeah, this isn't this isn't fake." Yep. So I use that as because she's a girl. She's a little girl. Look, girls can do this too. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into it, like the girl, like the nine year old and the eleven year old, they want to watch the girls fight. They want to watch Sasha. They want to watch Alexa. So I'm like, well, watch this. They were into it. She wanted to watch it again. She won't stop talking about it. So like that. That's why it made the list. Really, this was Sasha Bailey takeover Brooklyn. That was my number five. Until that Friday night where we just watched this match and she loved every minute of it with the brutality of it, the storytelling, the everything from start to finish was probably one of the best matches I've seen in a couple of years. And I mean, that's that's why it made number five is because I actually used it in real life. Yep. Last makes sense. Did I surprise you? Um, No, I thought there was a chance that could make your list for the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, I think it's definitely a very worthy match to be on these kind of a list. That's my only AEW and my only women's match. Okay. So no Sasha and Bailey. Suck it. Wow. Suck it. That's surprising. All right. So I will say this for my list. Again, these are not, I'm not saying these are the five greatest matches of all time. Just the five matches that I would show a new fan. And what I was shooting for whenever I was making this list is to find some matches um, that had kind of those holy shit moments into them. 
where there's something big about them that you're going to remember that you do remember or that you will remember for a long time. That's what I, because, you know, as we know, as wrestling fans, you get knocked on it for watching it a lot. The sport gets knocked on a lot. People, oh, yeah, it's just two guys in their underwear trying to chase a belt because neither one has one, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. So you need something to just catch their attention and then be like, whoa, you know, that's just more than just two guys rolling around the ring together, you know. Yes. So that's what I based a lot of my list on. Again, not the five greatest matches, but the five that are, well, are going to catch. Well, this isn't top five greatest matches. Exactly. Is, so okay. just with that being said. Okay. Um, number five on my list is Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell match. Such an iconic match. I mean, everybody knows that match. You have the big iconic moment of Undertaker throwing Mankind off the side. Still to this day, I watch that and I just think that's insane that he did that. Just, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do this. Throw me off. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of real wrestling in that match. It was more the spots that were in it, though. And then, of course, whenever he gets taken back and he's hurt and, you know, you're thinking, yeah, he's he's done. That was that was kind of cool. But, man, that I feel bad for him. And then you see him fighting off everybody like, no, I'm not done yet. I mean, this is this is Mick Foley. He's not done yet. Gets back into the ring, climbs right back up top. Let's go again. Let's do it again. And then he gets slammed through the cage. Yes. And then he gets hit in the face with the chair. He has the tooth that goes through his lip or whatever it was. Like, that match was insane. And that that is something that I think would just really grab people's attention and was one of the matches that I showed to my girlfriend whenever I was getting her hooked on wrestling because it had those moments in it. Yeah, the people remember the spot where he goes to the table off the cage. That's not even the worst spot. The worst spot is what you said, from the top of the cage to the ring. Yeah. That was the worst spot. That hurt way more than because the chair fell down with him. Right on his like, face. <laughs> I, I just, I, and then the table has a little give to it. That's literally hard mat falling down from straight down. Like, yeah. that was brutal. Yeah. And, and I think, too, when he went off the side, mentally he was prepared to fall down into the table. When they did that spot, there was no guarantee that he was going to go through. It was probably rigged to, to for him to go through, but you don't know. You see all the time whenever they try and slam someone through a table and the table doesn't give. So you're never 100% certain what to expect until it actually happens. Yeah, you don't know how you're going to fall. You get slammed. If it is rigged, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't know how your body is going to fall through that cage onto the ring. Are you going to turn? Are you going to... You know, backflip, yeah, you're going to land flat. You don't you know how do? you're going to land. You can land on your wrist wrong, your ankle wrong, your yep. anything. So, yeah, that was a brutal match, and that's probably one of the most iconic matches of all time. Absolutely. I wouldn't say it's – it wouldn't be in my top five favorite matches, but it's iconic. It's it's how to get people like, oh, shit, that happened. Yes. Yeah. So, I agree. That's a good match. Okay. Ready for my number four? I'm ready. My number four is a basic bitch match. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, it happened in 2002 at WrestleMania 18. Um, this was more of a build-up match. It, the build-up was way better than the match. But you'll never forget the stare-off where they're looking at... I'm not going to tell you the match. I'm going to see if you can guess it. Where they're looking at each other. They look to the left. One guy looks to the right. One guy looks back to the other right. One guy looks back to the other left. They look at each other. It's literally the most iconic moment in The Rock and Hulk Hogan's life. Icon okay. versus icon. Yeah. It's the, the, the build-up. Is way better, the match. The match kind of fell flat. But you have to know this match to be a wrestling fan, I think. I think you need to see one of the greatest, literally the person that made professional wrestling on the map, Hulk Hogan. I don't like Hogan. No, I don't like him either, but he did. He made it relevant. So you got him 
versus arguably the best wrestler of all time. People love The Rock. The Rock's the biggest star, I think, in this industry he's ever had. Like, he's above Hulk Hogan to me. He went to the movies. He's a movie star. He's a fucking yeah, legend. all around. Absolutely. And you have definitely... Hulk Hogan, who was the star of his era, and The Rock, who was kind of a co-star of his era with Stone Cold. Right. Uh, but two of the biggest, but that's why they did the you, whole this Icon vs. Icon this couldn't work with This couldn't work with Stone Cold because they're not, one, they're both flashy. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yes. Flashy. The Rock, we all know what he does. That's how this match worked. That's why the buildup was good. Now, like I said, take the match away from it. I don't care about that. You as a wrestling fan need to see these guys not in their prime. Rock was, but not Hogan. But he was still good enough to put on a match. And I mean, that was just a great match, great moment. I'll never forget it. Like, like I said, I don't think you got it because I didn't explain it well. But when they're staring at each other and they're looking at the crowd and they're just going nuts, mm-hmm. there's no better feeling than that feeling of like, holy shit, these guys are about to fight. Yeah, Rock you said Hogan, two best guys of of their own generation, yeah. getting ready to square off on the biggest stage. And Absolutely. So, and they try to do this all the time. Like, it's similar with Cena. I don't want to step on your list, but it's similar with Cena, Rock, Once in a Lifetime. You know, yep. it's similar with, they do this once in a while where they do something like this. And that was probably the best one they did. You know, I mean, whatever. All right, go to the next. All right, number four on my list is our one repeat because it's Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Wow. That was the one I expected us to actually repeat on and that we would have crossover on. It's higher. It's higher than mine. I'm surprised. Yeah, just because I put it a little higher, just because, again, The Undertaker Mankind wasn't a ton of wrestling. It was mostly the spots that you remember. Thunder Rosa and Fred Baker was a lot of spots. It was a lot of spots, but there was a little more wrestling to it, I felt like. Yeah. And it was also, I put it a little higher because it was a women's match. And, again, this is to bring in a different demographic and to show that the women can do it, too. And I think this is going to be one of those matches that we'll remember that, you know, in 10, 20 years, we're going to remember that match for all those reasons you stated. And, and you were talking about how you and your daughter have gone back and, and watched it again. I, I've only watched it once, but I planned on watching it at least a second or third time because it was just that damn good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even talk about like the impact because I was kind of rushing through it. But she ran downstairs and told my wife, like, she had thumbtacks in her. Like, she had thumbtacks yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine one thumbtack in you she had like a hundred yes it was and, insane and it's just the iconic blood everywhere like that photo i'll never forget out of my you know it's it, already a shirt it's already a shirt my girlfriend it, wants it very badly <laughs> and you know Britt baker's really proud of this she was on the renee pocket podcast talking about how like she just went for it she didn't give a fuck she was the first woman to be signed in AEW, so she was ready to just throw it out there yeah you know, because let's face it, the AEW women's division's sad. It's it's way underperformed, and this finally delivered and shows what they can do. And I hope that they build on this very quickly. I hope they don't sit on this for too long. It's going to get the women involved, like women wrestlers, yep. and, and then it's going to get the hardcore fans, like, oh, that was cool, like, yeah, that was badass, that was shit. an awesome match. Yeah, like they're so, doing they're doing more stuff than the men's. Have you seen a, a men's extreme rules match in WWE? Oh, their biggest spot is a chair to the back. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> this this was awesome. This was felt like some old school stuff. All right, so we agree on one thing. That's yep. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And man. that'll be it. That'll be it because my next match happened overseas. This was uh, eye-opening to me. This was crazy at the time. This was this opened 
this cracked the forbidden door. Okay. This cracked it. In no world did I ever see Chris Jericho going to New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom 12 to fight Kenny Omega in the No Holds Barred match. You know, I just, he was a WWE guy, and he said it many times. I'm never going to wrestle anywhere else. He's been documented saying, I'm never going to wrestle anywhere else. And then when I saw Jericho went to New Japan, I was like, no fucking way, dude. I YouTubed it immediately. I saw the whole Kenny Omega thing. That's the first time I've seen Omega. I saw the whole Omega thing. He was talking. he done it all. He did everything. He did his good night, goodbye, bang. And then all of a sudden on the Jumbotron, Jericho shows up and just pretty much challenges Omega. Yep. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what? This is a WWE guy. This is like a Hall of Famer. He's, this is the best in the world. So then that match happened. I remember I was at, I, I was at Brandon Auto Mall in a Cadillac because I work on those cars. And I sat there because I, didn't, I couldn't watch it live. But it was on YouTube right away. Okay. I sat there for 35 minutes watching this match on my phone. And then when I got home, I went back and watched it again on my on my TV from like you know, screen sharing. I'm like, dude, this match was fucking awesome. I hope there's more of this. I want to see more of Jericho versus indie guys because I don't know who these guys are. I don't know. I know of Kenny Omega. I don't know Kenny Omega. I know of the Young Bucks. I know of the Bullet Club. I don't know them. And Jericho can open that up. And I really think this right here, that moment in 2000, I think 18, 17, 2017. Opened everything. Okay. They needed Jericho to make this move for Cody and the Young Bucks and the Elite to go, oh, we have a big star like that's finally on our side. Not saying that they needed Jericho, but it kind of moved the needle for them to go do their own thing. They were going to do their own thing anyway, but now they got Jericho. Yeah, and that was huge for them. Alpha Club versus Omega. You know, that, that was fucking huge. Yeah, and I remember hearing about that match. I had never really even blinked an eye at New Japan Wrestling. But I saw all the promos, all the buildup, and I'm like, man, I've never watched a New Japan match in my life at that point. And I'm like, I'm interested in this. I've never seen anything before over there. I don't even know anyone else that's over there. I've never, I'd never heard of Kenny Omega before then. And I was just like, the the build to this match. And then, like you said, they had the match. And yeah. it, was, it was incredible. That's my, a- my only exposure to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and all these guys were from Colt Cabana's podcast. Because all he did was interview, you know, indie wrestlers. Like, that's all he did on his Colt Cabana, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't know what it's called. But I listen to it every week only because I don't like to hear about their stupid New Japan shit. I don't care. I like to hear them, oh, I was in WWE for a year. They treated me this way. That's why I'm never going back. That's what I tuned in to hear. You know, like Omega, he was there. Young Bucks were there. You know, the whole thing. So I wanted to hear that shit. And then uh, to hear about him and to actually see him, I go, wow, he's good. And then when he came here in AEW and he sucked for two years straight, now he's at that Omega where he's supposed to be. You see that? Like, he sucked. Now he's there. Well, he said, though, whenever he came to AEW, he didn't want to go straight back to his character from New Japan. He wanted to slowly build back to that. He wanted to progress. He's like, I want to start over for all the fans that don't know me from New Japan. He wanted to bring his character all the way back to the beginning, and that way you could see it again. That match was just so important. Yeah, there would be no AW without that. I don't. Yeah, think it, in, in retrospect, yeah, that was a huge match. Yeah, and Cal, Don, your boy Don Callis brought it all together. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. All right, number three on my list is another, as you call it, basic bitch match. This one's. Oh, let me guess. Rock versus Stone Cold. No, this is 
TLC at oh, WrestleMania oh, that was my- <laughs> I mean, how can you not want to show that to somebody? There was so much going on. And the fact I did want to make sure that I got some sort of a tag team match in there to show that element of wrestling. But I mean, that one's, it's got, a, again, it's got all those holy shit moments in it, especially the real big one, which was Edge spearing, was it Jeff, Jeff Hardy? Hardy yeah. As he's hanging, trying to grab the belt, win the titles. He's that close. And then, what was it, Bubba Ray pulls the ladder out from below him, sends him swinging, and then Edge just nails him with a spear. Was it 10 feet over the ring or 8 feet or whatever it was? And there was everything else going on in that match. And that was a really good – I've never really seen a rivalry built between three people or three teams quite like what WWE was doing at that time because that's how – normally it's one-on-one rivalry, one person versus another person or one team versus another team. But they had a very active three-team rivalry going – and then that match was just, it was incredible. I mean, and that was, again, one of the ones on the list that I showed my girlfriend whenever um, I was showing her about wrestling because I'm like, you have to see this one. This one's got too much going on that you you, you just have to see it. Yeah, I was talking to one of our listeners, uh, John. He, uh, I spoiled my list. I gave him a little, like, this is my list. He's like, oh, you don't have Edge and Christian in the TLC match? I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, what? I mean... I'm like, dude, you know Chris. He's gonna put the most basic shit on there. Like, I can't. Honestly, that would be on my list if I knew it wasn't gonna be on yours. That's actually one of the most iconic matches ever. That's how I've noticed something about you. Every match of yours for the first three are all hardcore matches. There's no no rules in these matches. You just like the blood and violence. Because again, I mean, if I'm showing someone new, if I just show them a plain match, they might not be able to appreciate the technical aspect of it. They Again, they're not going to know all the backstory leading up to the match. So I have to just, I had to chop it from when the bell rings to, to when the, the other bell rings. That's it. That's all you get. Maybe you can kind of fill them in on a little backstory, but it's not going to have the same full effect of a, a three or six month build into the story. They're just not going to be as into it as you or, you or I were right. watching these things unfold every week. So that's why I said bell to bell. I needed to find matches that have a lot of holy shit moments in them that's just going to keep people at the edge of their seat and keep them watching. So gotcha. again, that's why I said it's not the five greatest, but it is the five that I think are just the most eye catching. Really? All right. Well, my number two is the greatest match of all time. It's the number one match in the history of the all wrestling, uh, WrestleMania 25, April 5th, 2009. Shawn Michaels undertaker. It's gotta be on your list. If it's not, then you're not doing this right. Uh, it was the first match of their rivalry, like their two WrestleMania back-to-back moments where Shawn Michaels was in all white, Undertaker was in all black. It was the whole good versus evil thing. And they just put on a clinic. They just went crazy. Uh, I was reading about this match before I left. Actually, this match went longer than it should have. I think 15, 20 minutes longer than they were. And they're, uh, you know, they had producers in the back that talked to the refs like, yo, cut it short, tell them to finish it. Vince apparently pulled that guy and said, no, let him go. He let it go. This is too special. Uh, Taker almost died. He did that spot where he jumped over the rope and basically landed on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taker oh. almost died. Like, I've seen this match. I, I promise you, Chris, because I've told you before, I put on wrestling pay-per-views to go to sleep. You, you know, mm-hmm. We just talked about yep. how you put the office. But I put pay-per-views on to go to sleep. Not because they're boring, because that's what I want to watch. It's it's something, well, I've seen we this, say that we're putting on something that we want to go to sleep to, it's because it keeps your attention enough 
to keep you watching and get you tired. But at the same time, it's something you're familiar with. So you don't force yourself to stay up and watch it. So yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not a boring thing. I mean, I've seen this thing. I've seen this match like about 10 times. I really have. It's one of my favorites. It's my favorite match of all time. And I'm only, I'm showing people this because it is a technical match. It is a match where you might not know the story, but you know, from the entrance, one's good. One's evil. One's coming from the ground in all white and one's or no from the sky all white one's coming from the ground and all black and they just they're the two best wrestlers of all time probably uh this goes back to their they hate each other remember the, you, mm-hmm. you probably know about this but yep. if, if you talk if you listen to podcasts or interviews they hated each other now, undertaker wanted to beat the shit out of him and then he came back a changed man Shawn michaels did after his whole nine-year hiatus and they had this awesome match two matches in a row i mean i could have put both of them on there yeah oh absolutely yeah, I mean, absolutely. You just got to go watch it, and if you if you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. You, you just know. Yeah, definitely a good one for this list. That was your number two, right? Number two. That was number two. That's a pretty good number two. All right, my number two on the list. Stone Cold versus The Rock. Wrestling matches to show a new fan. Would be Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring. Yeah, I knew this was coming. I thought I didn't know it was gonna be number one or number two. I didn't know which one it was gonna be. So I guess Stone Cold and the Rock's number one. Maybe. All right. We don't know. We don't know yet. But Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon. Uh, man, there was a lot happening. Again, you're right. The hardcore theme to that match. Um that that match I think that match got even better when you found out all the different things that were going on in that match during that you didn't realize were happening where Kurt Angle had hurt himself. And that's why he was having trouble throwing Shane McMahon around. Um, the whole thing with them forgetting to put the right glass in or Shane McMahon, that wasn't the real easily breakable glass. And that's whenever Shane McMahon got that belly to belly suplex bounced right off. It was supposed to go through mm-hmm. it easy bounce right off of it. Almost lands on his neck. He's worn out. Um, Angle doing the the slam off the top rope at the very end with the table set up in the corner. Just everything about that match was just like high drama. And then you found out the the problems that they had with that match and that Vince McMahon was borderline ready to stop that match. He was very upset, you know, watching his son get the crap beat out of him in a way that he really wasn't supposed to. Again, it's the outcome is scripted, but some of the things that happened during the match are very real. And, you know, he was he was for real getting hurt there. Yeah. I think I think he said he even got knocked out at some point, or I mean that that match was crazy, especially when you learned everything that happened. Yeah, man, people always talk about how it's fake and how do you watch this shit, but dude, you know if you watch wrestling and you listen, if you you know we're marks, yep. we listen to the podcast, we read the interviews, we watch the documentaries. Stiff, they're stiff workers. Sheamus right now in, in WWE is a stiff worker. He'll beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, you know he just will. And I mean, I'm not saying Kurt Angle's a stiff worker, but sometimes you got to work stiff to make it look real, and that's just the way it is, and that's that's what happened in that match. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a crazy match. I'm, it's not on my list, obviously. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that one to be on your <laughs> list, not at all. No, it wasn't even on my short list. I had like 15 matches. Yeah. Yeah, I kept a lot off. Yep. Yeah, but here's my number one. Let's hear it. You'll never predict it. I mean, in the, until I put my phone down, so you probably read it. No, I didn't read it. I haven't seen it yet. It's actually the oldest match, and I actually watched this match twice this week. Twice to make sure it's legitimate, to make sure it's number one, and the reason why it's number one. WrestleMania 13, March 23rd, 1997, 
the double turn, Stone Cold, Bret Hart. That's just, I mean, yeah. what else could you want in a match? Stone Cold, Stone Cold comes in, super hot heel. Bret Hart comes in, super baby face. Somewhere midway through the match, the tides turn. Bret Hart turns heel. I mean, they don't, nowadays in wrestling, you say, oh, he, he shouldn't be doing that. He, that's he. No, no, they just let the match happen. Bret Hart was beating the shit out of Stone Cold with illegal weapons, but just killing him, making him quit. It was, it was a submission match. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stone Cold got bloody in this match. The iconic moment of him and the sharpshooter passing out. That's how he lost the match. Uh, did some research. Stone Cold hated that outcome. He did not want that to happen, but that's exactly what happened. It made him look stronger. It made him look like a baby face. This match kicked off the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era did not exist until this match happened. And that's a fact. Stone Cold turned into Stone Cold. People say it happened at King of the Ring. King of the Ring, yeah. That's where everybody no, says it happened. It happened here. Here's Babyface, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Take no shit. I'm just going to, I'm never going to give up. I'm going to pass out bleeding to death. The blood was never supposed to happen, by the way. They never got cleared. Really? Okay. Never got cleared. Never, never was supposed to happen. It happened naturally. Um, Vince was pretty pissed about that, actually, because at that time they were kind of PG. That's when, they, like I said, they were PG then. Then they turned into Attitude Era, and that's everything happened. Like, I don't know. Um, both Edge, or not Edge, both Stone Cold and Bret Hart were on the Edge and Christian podcast and talked all about the match, about how. It was not supposed to be bloody. Stone Cold hated the outcome. Brett, Brett hates all the blood, like all that stuff. So it was just phenomenal. The way, yes, there was hardcore stuff. And yes, there was weapons used because mm-hmm. it was a submission match. There's no DQ. But the simple technician of how this guy come in as a bad guy and end as a baby face, how this guy come in as a good guy, and how did that happen? There was no cheating because there's no DQ. There was no nothing. It was just literally in the moment of, wow, the fans turned like that fast. Yeah, which that's not easy to do. That's very, no. very rarely it, happens, it, and that's you, probably the most popular one that happened, the one that everyone knows the best. Usually you have to have a person come in to interfere. Oh, he just turned, you know, oh, who the hell is that? Why The whole Kenny Omega thing when he turned heel. It was because Callus gave him a microphone and hit Moxley in the head. That was a forced heel move, yeah. forced heel turn. This wasn't forced. The fans decided who was heel. Yep. And that doesn't happen much anymore. And that's, to me, that's how wrestling's great. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Number one. Number one. That's a solid number one match. Did you see it coming? I thought that would end up somewhere on your list for sure. I didn't know where on the list, how high up or down, but I thought maybe that would end up on the list. So basic. (laughs) Are you ready for number one? Stone Cold and the Rock. It's a match from 2005, SummerSlam, Hawk Hogan, Shawn Michaels. No, it's not. The flop match. Really? Fuck no. <laughs> That's a great match. No. <laughs> Fun fact, I did show her that match, but just to show her how fucking ridiculous it was. It was but awesome. No. It was hilarious. <laughs> but no, that's not on my list. That's not For on those of you who don't know, Shawn Michaels oversold every single Move of all time. Way over. <laughs> I don't know if oversold is an understatement, but it was, yes. Yeah, it, it was, was It was the goofiest match I've ever seen. I did show her that, but no, that would not actually make my top five. My number one is the most basic bitch answer in the world, and you knew it was coming from, you know, last week, which was the Rocket Austin at WrestleMania 17. I mean, that match was huge. I mean, it was, it was the, what, the biggest match on the biggest WrestleMania that there ever was. 
If you ask people what WrestleMania they remember, it's 17. That's the one that pe- most people will remember. Yeah. And it's the biggest match on there. No, no. The one that people are going to remember the most. Hulk Andre. Hogan Andre probably is number one. Probably. From? The slam, where he body slammed him. No, but I'm saying it's the biggest match on the biggest. Okay. Because WrestleMania 17 was the biggest WrestleMania, the most yes. remembered one, and that match on there was probably the most memorable one. It's a good match. I mean, it was exciting. There was a lot going on. You, the crowd is really getting into things. You know, you had all the finishers going on, like, and you had the two biggest names from the biggest era going at it. That's, that's something, because again, the casual fan is going to know... Everybody knows who The Rock is. A lot of people know who Stone Cold is, even if they don't watch it. So let me put a match out there that people at least can relate to a little bit because they know who the people are in it. They know who both people are. So, I mean, yeah, obviously it's got The Rock, my favorite, but that's the reason why, because I'm trying to find a match that I think people can understand who some of the people are. That's why I thought your Hogan Rock one was a good choice as well because it's people that even the casual person that doesn't really watch wrestling knows who it is. So you take that match, all the energy they had going on, and I think that's a match that could get people into it. Like, okay, that was actually kind of exciting. I can see why you get into this. I see it. I see it being on the list. I took, I kept it off the list because of you. You knew it was going to be there. I knew. There was no way I was going to keep that one off. It's the obvious choice, which is it, it's it's Stone Cold Rock. Like, yeah. I talked to a lot of people about this list this week, and like Stone Cold Rock, Stone Cold Rock, Stone yep. Cold Rock. And I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna be on my list. Well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. No, I'm, there's a reason why I'm keeping it off my list, buddy. It'll I, already it'll already make the show. <laughs> it'll be on the show, but, number one, guaranteed. Yep. But sometimes obvious isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. I'm not going for like the top five you know, underrated sh- matches, or you know, I'm, I was going for an obvious answer here. What was gonna get? Someone new to watch. Well, there you go. If you agree with the list, our list, my list, your list, yep. let us know, man. I mean, that's a good list. You can find me on Twitter, Josh Kimmel, O-U-S, Chris, R-T-W. Chris? Chris. He's never on Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter guy. I'm trying to be a Twitter guy. But you got to engage with these people, Chris. They want to talk to you. They love you. Do they? No. No. No, they love me. I can't, <laughs> I can't help it. But you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Real Talk Wrestling. We're growing that group every single day. Be a part of it. Uh, if you liked our podcast, share it with another wrestling fan. Hey, top five favorite wrestling podcasts to share a wrestling fan. There you go. Real Talk Wrestling. Share Number it. Number one. Number one, yeah. Rate us five stars. You know, give us a review. Help out the show. You can find us at Say It Again Network, com. Anywhere else you can find us? Anywhere else? Everywhere. Everywhere. We're going to be at WrestleMania. Well, yeah. I am. You're going to be there. You don't want to come. I got an extra ticket. Do you really? I might. I might on no. Sunday. Maybe. Keisha wants to go on Saturday, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I have. I might just give you the ticket. Would you take the tickets on Sunday? You and Miranda can go. Uh, we would need to know a little bit because she's got her son, so we would have yeah. to at least know a little bit ahead. Of I can't time. do two nights. And they already, no, I don't blame you. That's they already announced Sasha and Bianca Saturday night. So. Yeah, and that was the match you wanted. Yeah. You were wanting it on Saturday, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe we would. I don't know. I'd have to talk to her. We'll figure it out. I got WrestleMania tickets. If anyone wants them, Sunday <laughs> night. I don't really care about Edge and. Reigns and Brian. Actually, I do care about that match. Yeah. That but I'd rather watch it at home. Yeah. That I, one's going to be on late. It's going to be late. super. And I don't want to fight, fight Dale maybe traffic on the way back oh. home. Dude, did I tell you, I went to Ed, Ed Sheeran 
concert at Raymond James. It's the last concert I ever went to mm-hmm. after, because of COVID. I went to Ed Sheeran at Raymond James Stadium. It took me three hours to get home. That was Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Three I live 15 minutes away. Yeah. I live 15 minutes from the stadium. It took me three hours. That's brutal. What is going on? That, that parking lot is horrible to try and get out of. It's because Dale Mabry is one way in, one way out. Yeah. Really. And that, especially the Raymond James Stadium part. Anyway, inside baseball, y'all don't care about that. Um, that, that wraps up the show. Next week, we'll be back. Top five lists will be announced via text tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't need to tell these people. What? All right. You don't I, want to give them a sneak preview? Maybe oh. they're going to get their list together. Who knows? Hey, if you follow us on the socials, I post it every single week. All right. Fair I enough. I always do. Fair enough. All right, man. We're out of here. See you. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.